My name is Steven. I play the character Ulrich Orman, the Gnome Ranger, and this is Advantage. Grimton, Alaris, Morlinde, and Ulrich delivered the news of a potential invasion to Baron Yosef at the Paramount Arch in Havenmere. He was well aware and told the party that a detachment of the Pandominion military was expected in two days. The party continued to run errands around town, picking up tools for Nexby and returning heirlooms to their owners. Alaris took a trip to the Weaver's Guild Tower and discovered a tome, a spellbook of artificial magic that had once belonged to Nexby. All right, a couple things up front. Number one, this episode does contain a little more harsher language, uh, primarily past like the 30 minute mark. Um, comedic use of the S word. So if that bothers you, you're aware of it in the future. Also, something happened to Alaris's audio in the first chunk of this episode. He comes back in later. Don't worry, it's still a fun show. Um, but I'll try to build some context I'll try to build some context of what was contained in that first few minutes of audio. Alaris had woken up early at the Flophouse and went downstairs for breakfast, and he was just already reading through that Artificer's Spellbook when uh, the other three came down. Um, I've tried my best in this first chunk to uh, edit around him so that you're not missing out on anything and it still flows well. Um, so, yeah. And that's where we'll pick up. Grimton, Auric, and Morlinde. Eventually, uh, you three groggily make your way down. And you see Alaris sitting there reading a, an ancient-looking tome. I'm ordering uh, something to drink that is... Do they have coffee in this realm? Sure, there's coffee. Okay, I'm drinking coffee. I order coffee. Because I need it. Morlinde, do you have money? Yeah, I have money. How much do I need to pay for this coffee? Uh, let's say, like, two silver. Okay, I think I started off with a hundred-something. I gotta look. Morlinde, I assume that you, uh, you're waking up all sleepy and you really need this coffee because this is your first night, like... Outside. Definitely in some place that is quote-unquote civilized and, uh... Yeah, but it's not the forest. Yeah. Hey! And, like, a real city city. It's well, I mean, it's civilized. it's it's civilized, yeah. It's 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 definitely got a civilization, but it's it's not like in, industrial the same way that Havenmere is. Not that Havenmere is really industrial. That was a bad word for it, but built up. Yeah. Well, I feel like at some point you told us we had gold. I know I had it. I just didn't write it down. I know that I have six hundred and fifty. <laughs> and if and no, like how are you so rich? Um. That's just what I, like, I have that written down. Unless that was our experience. Let's make it... <laughs> was that our let's experience? Make it 60, let's make it 65 gold, 650 silver. As that's in... Good. Yeah, okay. Maybe that's what I meant, right? Because 650 gold is like a fortune. It's <laughs> Feel free to open up a bank account. <laughs> that's I think I wrote there. it down as like 650, because it would be the equivalent of 650 dollars. That's still a lot of money. I mean, not if it's all I have. <laughs> True. So anyway, uh, Morlinda, you're s sitting there uh, at a booth with uh, Alaris as he's reading the book and you're sipping on your coffee. Other two? I go up to uh, Alaris and I say, 
What's that book you got there? Uh, it's it's a collection of all the spell books, all the spells that uh, she knew that was um, likely given to her by oh goodness, I don't remember the, the Soul Forgers. I think that's the name of their group. Um, the magical people that like created the enchantments for the Warforged in the first place. So that has information about the Warforged, or at least the spells that bring them to life. And he says, very uh, careful to put that in air quotes. <laughs> Joe, quick question. Sorry, I'm, I know I'm interrupting a lot. Yeah. We are here for like two more days while we wait on the captain to come into town, right? Predicted to get here, if not tomorrow, then the next day for sure. Okay. Well, we have a whole town to explore. What are we waiting for? That's a really uncharacteristic thing from you, Moreland Day. That's true. That's from Sarah more. Um, <laughs> Joe, you try you to had, get a character. You had given us a list of like places last time. Yeah, like in town, right? Let's take out the map. Yeah, let's take out oh, the map. Yeah, take out the map. Twenty places you see uh, the Legacies Guild for the Legacies of Sonata. You see a place called Fine Works place called what and fine works f-i-n-e-w-o-r-k-s you see a place called scale and file which is where you met strasso ren the dragonborn woman and we can't go uh, back there <laughs> who who uh hates you because you tried to steal all her stuff uh, yeah <laughs> you see you see various other uh bars and rooms like the fancy whistle the brass tap room and smoke lounge uh last chance to triumph um, you see all sorts of various other shops and stalls, um, and you also know that you have the entire field just north of uh, just north of Havenmere that's full of caravans that are going to and from Temple and Zadal on their uh, way along the southern route of the Traders Path. Well, I got a couple of errands I'd like to run if anybody's looking to go out into the town with me. A couple of things I need to stock up on. Sure. Uh, yeah, Merlinda, are you going to join us? Well, I can't sit here all day. So, I don't necessarily want to. So, I guess I'll go. And if I Joe, hate it, I'll come back. Is there yep. like a um, place that would sell and or service musical instruments? Absolutely. Cool. What's it called? What do you want it to be called? The smelly loot. The what? I was thinking. I was thinking the dapper loot. You, you see, yeah. you see a place called the smelly dapper loot. The, the snapper loot. Yep, you see a place called the snapper loot on the map. Snapper uh, loot. Is that like slap band? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you have to like flick the strings. <laughs> um. And you. You, you see, you see the uh, the snapper loot, and you can't tell if it's uh, like a pub or a venue, or if it's um, some sort of musical shop. But you see it a place that sushi. that also oh. serves uh, <laughs> sushi. sushi. Yeah, <laughs> um, they have like a sushi stand outside. Um, have I actually revealed to the party that I have and can play the flute? Because I don't think I, don't I think have. So. I don't think they even are aware that I have one. Are you a bard? I haven't said anything about it yet. No, no. I'm not a bard. <laughs> Hold that question. Well, I just start kind of walking that way because they agreed to go with me, so I don't feel the need to explain where I'm going. Okay, Ex explain the exterior of this place as you uh, make your way there. So we walk up, and it's very clearly like they have sort of big windows, and you can see musical instruments hanging like or like in the windows and stuff various new models above the door there's this like w stereotypical wooden sign and it has a, a picture of a guy that has like no shirt and like overalls essentially playing the lute like kind of looks like like what you would imagine a hillbilly to be i suppose and he is <laughs> playing the lute but then also just to the right of the door part of the store very clearly but there's this like I don't know. It is also very obvious that there is something different here. It's just like a window with two stools and a small awning 
and there's a guy there making and selling sushi out this window. <laughs> Perfect. And so, uh, with with no explanation at all, I just walk into the store. All right. I stop at the sushi because that looks really cool, and I don't think I have seen. I don't think Morlinde's seen that anything like that before. Yeah, Griffin's yeah. gonna do the same. I don't know. I stop if at the sushi. <laughs> tend to fancy fish, but. I feel like there's going to be a really hilarious like cutscene to you guys sitting there eating sushi. <laughs> that needs to be drawn by some fan. All right, we're going to split the party. Um, uh, Auric and Alaris, you, you walk inside and uh, you open the door and you hear this uh, musical chime play instead of like, uh, or sorry, a, like a magical music chime play instead of like your typical bling bling like doorbell. Uh, and it goes doo 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 doo. Zelda. No, not da ba ba ba. There's no, the other sounds in Zelda. Uh, so so you walk inside and you you see a, a half elf um, dressed in some fancy clothes uh, that that are also kind of grimy. Uh, she is trying to tune a drum she is riveting down a drum head what can i help you with i needed some repairs done actually if it's if it can be done yeah let me uh, what are you working with she opens up her hand so out of my like satchel i don't know i assume i have some kind of like pocket or bag on bag of holding um i pull out my flute that is still functional it's a handmade flute um, but it has been like burned and a little bit scarred from my various endeavors. Uh-huh. And I, and I hand it to her. A very old wooden fruit, wooden fruit, wooden flute, uh, <laughs> looks very fragile. What, what happened here? A lot. It's been, it's been with me a while and I'm not sure if you, you've heard what's been going on in the, uh, the watched forest, but it, uh. The flute did not escape that peril without, uh... But, but you survived the fire. Well, yes. How did the rest of the forest fare? Not so successfully. So what exactly are you looking to do with this instrument of yours? Just repair it? Like, any any improvements that you want me to add on? Like, what, uh, what, my, do, you, what do you have in mind when I get done with this? My original intent was just to, to see if anything could be done with the burned and scarred parts and see because it has affected the sound a little bit but if you know if there are some some improvements i could make do you have any suggestions yeah well if you're looking at this being wood and of, of course the uh having the wood be burned would naturally affect the sound but the only way and like unless you can find some sort of uh magical repair uh, incantation or something for me to perform on it. I don't know if I could fix it just mundanely. I'm I'm thinking now and I would uh, I'd have to whittle down the wood flute but then that would throw it out of tune a little bit. I mean I could uniformly carve it down to where it was just a little bit sharper but that that throws it from uh, the uniform pitches that uh, in the like the set tones, right? So I don't know uh, what you can do unless you can find me a like a magical spell to repair this uh, and refurbish it. Um, I mean, I could, I could also just try to carve you a new flute. Uh, I might be interested uh, in that. What, what all do you have just in stock that I could look at and maybe try out a little bit? Uh, she hands you a couple different flutes of, of various woods. Longer, shorter, higher pitched. There's there's a metal one uh, made out of pewter, let's say. Can, cast. can I find one that like appears to very clearly be made, um, like that is of gnomish make that like clearly was made by gnomes, like maybe a used flute that came into to her possession somehow. Unfortunately, not. But there are various instruments that have um, kind of a. a a woodsy texture to them like it, it was tooled in a way that uh that reflects like leaves and trees and uh other kind of like floral patterns uh 
into the material itself, but there's nothing that can directly be traced to gnomes in particular. But how much would it cost and how long would it take if I were to ask you to make me a new flute? You don't want to buy this one? Which one? This this one right here. She uh, holds up the flute that has the uh, like textured leaves and whatever on it. Where'd you come by it? I carved it myself. Oh. I had the body cast... Uh, I don't know how to do all this, guys. I'm not. I'm not an instrument maker. Um, I I had the body cast by a local smith, and um, I dribbled in the designs and set the pitches and uh, carved it all out. And yeah, tested. So I like plan it a little bit. The finger placements are slightly different than what you're no, uh, than you're used to. Like just like a different hand spread, but it all. The, f the fingerings are all uh, all the same, are a little bit standard. They're just set for larger hands than you as a gnome have. It sounds good, but feels awkward, so I'm going to... Um, I think I'll pass on this one. What do you have in the way of, like, songbooks? Here's a, here's a good compilation of a variety of popular bard hymns and chants. Uh, there's... <laughs> There's one in particular in here that I'm a, uh, a fan of. Uh, you might have heard it called John Kanaka. Ah. <laughs> it goes by a different name where I'm from, but I'm familiar with the tune. <laughs> Out of character. Um, at some point, we, we need to try to record that when we're all in the same place so that we're not <laughs> just trying to fight, uh, fight the internet to sync it all up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so down for that that it's not even funny. But yeah, there's 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 a good variety. It's called uh, 100 Bard Songs You Need to Know. It's the real book. The, the <laughs> yeah, real yeah book. this is the real book for for bards. Or what's the <laughs> Joe? What's the price on this? It's a very good compilation. It'll run you about um, nine gold, five silver. Arik flips through um, and finds a lot of tunes that that they know. Um, but maybe don't not know how to play or that they're really familiar with, and Art decides to, to go ahead and buy the real book, essentially. Auric, go ahead and add advantage to every song that you sing uh, in a performance check or something okay. similar, something that you could argue for, as long as you have that on you. Gotcha. Your performances. Now, you do have to spend some time practicing it, though. My my plan is to legitimately like write out some some poetry and some stories and stuff that that would be Please. appropriate for this as if it is as if it is actual lore. That yeah, I mean, I I love that, Stephen. If if you could write me some uh, stories or hymns or uh, poetry or legends, that would be fantastic. I'll even see if I can record. A couple of songs or two like they don't have to sound great but i can get james to be my guitarist and we can play some as if as if these are actual as if i was singing it for you guys that way you can use it in the show hey we're gonna we're gonna cut back to grimton and morlinde chomping on some sushi mm -hmm. i mean i'm sure morlinde has well no morlinde is super vegetarian do you remember that like mid bite and realize that it's meat <laughs> um no because i always uh, i know i know to ask um <laughs> and so i see that there's definite meat and i'm like well i guess i'm not gonna eat that um so i ask um who's the person running this thing anyway like who's who's feeding us his name's tim sit uh, so i ask him sit if there's any uh vegetarian of this stuff, which is called sushi, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can. I don't know. I don't know why you'd want that because you know I feel like sushi is innately about the raw fish. But yeah, okay, we'll tr try to put the rice in the in the seaweed or yeah, we'll we'll make it happen don't you for have you. Other other vegetables. I, I hate to be a foodie, but sushi is a rice dish. With fish toppings. Oh snap! Oh snap! This, 
Listen, buddy. Don't tell me how to do my job. What do you know about sushi? Apparently a lot. <laughs> that's, that's like a, a hobby for Grimton. Yeah. <laughs> how much time have you spent by bodies well, of water? We don't get a whole lot of fish in the mountains, but when we do, we really try to savor it as purely as possible, so we eat it raw. Well, I mean, it's a it's a cold climate, right? So, and uh, you got a couple of serious rivers going through your dearth, so I'm sure that there uh, there are a lot of like salmon based sushis. Mm. Uh, it's it's the rice that would be more difficult to come by. Do you have fruit based sushi? Yes. That's we'll what that I want. Happen. We'll make it happen for you. Thank you. Uh huh. <laughs> and he uh, irritatedly starts chopping uh, chopping up fruit with the same knife that he was just cleaving the fish with. Uh, <laughs> and he, 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 prepare, he prepares it for you and uh, sets it on the table. All right. That'll be eight silver. Okay. For the each of you. Grimton is really, he pays over the silver, but he's really taking the time to like squeeze each piece of sushi and like sniff it, like waft the smell into his nose before he puts it in his mouth. Really prep your palate? Yeah. <laughs> Morlinda is thinking, definitely to herself, wow, what a snob. <laughs> <laughs> About Grimton? <laughs> mm-hmm. Delightful. But also, I am very much enjoying the sushi, but there is a weird flavor that I don't recognize in it, but I'm just gonna ignore it. The flavor of blood. Um, and as, as you're pondering over this flavor, or I guess ignoring this flavor, Ulrich and Alaris walk out of the shop? Yes. Wait, hold on. Uh, before, before I forget about this, Ulrich, what did you do with your flute? Oh, uh, I ended up just kind of keeping it the way it is. Um, Got it. In, internally, Ulrich kind of decides that they're not really sure that they actually want to repair it. Like, it, it does sound still good, um, and some of, the, some of the notes have taken on like a slightly harsher sound and a generally darker tone, but they think that that's appropriate to it, its existence, like what it is, what it has gone through. Deep. I like it. It's about noon, and you still have a lot of the day in front of you, friends. I was also hoping to visit a general store, if you guys don't mind. I mean, you don't have to come with me, but that's where I was planning to go. <laughs> I would generally be okay with that. Alright, giggles slightly at the pun. Wasn't even a good one. No, but Alric enjoys it, it, puns. It really wasn't. I do. <laughs> I'm gonna cut in here and say that uh, on their way to the general store, Alaris had this great idea of seeing if they could get some more monies because he was feeling pretty bad about spending so much gold um, at the Weaver's Guild. And so they decided that, oh, you know what? I bet there's probably some sort of uh, bulletin board asking about jobs and the local postings for money um, outside the general store. And all right, we're going back in it. And, in, and indeed, outside this uh, general store, you see a, um, a bulletin board full of different callings for um, various jobs around. Um, Grimton, would you mind describing this general store as I try to BS my way through different jobs? Sure thing. Thanks. So when we get to the general store, the first thing we notice is that one of the windows is kind of fogged over. Like, the glass is there, but it seems to be permanently stained so that you can't really look inside. And on the other side, we see like barrels they seem kind of dusty but they seem to be housing some sort of grain or something of that matter some sort of a ration and when we walk inside we notice that it's oddly bright like there's a few too many candles and lamps in here even though it's like daylight outside it's just kind of hard on the eyes and we see a lot of like blue banners hanging up proudly proclaiming like the store's name which is 
Falton's, which we assume is the uh, shopkeeper's name when we walk in. Falton's. Um, outside on the bulletin board, uh, you see a various number of positions. Um, you see positions for an artillerator. You see some for a blacksmith's apprentice. You see some for a barber's apprentice. Um, callings for carpenters and carters. Uh, you see some for messengers. Uh, you see some for tailors and haywards. Uh, and the most high paid one at all, which is a gong farmer. Um, some, some for glazers and porters. What are you interested in? There's all sorts of positions here. You say what's, like, what's gong? a gong farmer? Yeah. There's just a name and a a pay type or a payment, which is very hefty, um, like two gold an hour. Well. And you saw all these things uh, listed up on the board, ready for willing people to come partake and get employed. Would you guys like to try gong farming? What's a gong? A <laughs> uh, musical instrument. <laughs> sure? How do you farm a gong? I guess we'll find out. <laughs> so all that's all that's written on this uh, this ad is the pay, which again is like two gold per hour. And the location and who to ask for, somebody named Sama. You can find Sama out north of Havenmere in the field of caravans and carts going on the trader's path. And so you go? Yeah. Yeah, yeah let's do it. All right, who wants to... You don't need to go to the general store anymore? Oh, yeah. Nope. Let's go ahead and pop in and see what's here. So you walk in and you see shelves and barrels uh, flush full of various products um, ready for purchasing. Some call this trash. I call this treasure. <laughs> uh, who calls it trash? <laughs> Who's making fun of your shop? <laughs> it seems all right, man. <laughs> That's because it's treasure. What can I do you for? Isn't it just kind of run-of-the-mill stuff? <laughs> I'll buy and sell anything. You know, I'd sell my sister if I had one. Yeah. Can we get, can we get sued for this? <laughs> By Bethesda? Because <laughs> they, yeah, they were listening, obviously. Oh, yeah. I feel like that would mean we have achieved greatness if Bethesda <laughs> cared enough about us to see that. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Bring it on, Bethesda. <laughs> Not a spot. <laughs> yeah, Arik what are you looking for? Looking around. Uh, Arik is also looking for a, a new pipe. Um, okay. Like a smoking pipe? Yes. Not like... A lead pipe or something like like a blunt force weapon. Right. You can go beat somebody with a lead pipe. <laughs> Who are you trying to kill? Um, because Arik used to have one and it was lost in the fire. Um, but it wasn't particularly important to them. You see a a few uh, very well carved uh, clay pipes. Um, a couple of them are actually made of like a really nice marble. Um, it's a it's a white marble. The same the same marble actually that. Uh, the treasure box was made out of the uh, not treasure box the puzzle box that you returned to the scale and file was made out of presumably this is made by the legacies presumably yeah Velton says uh, yeah the the legacy Felton not Velton sorry um, Felton says yeah all of these are uh, crafted by the legacies we he, they some at a variety of places, but we obviously purchased the best ones to be sold here. Uh, what are you in the market for? Uh, perhaps something a little more rustic. Um, rustic, huh? Mm. Made, uh, if you've got any of Gnomish make, that would, that would not be necessarily be a bad thing. I find myself a little homesick, to be honest. Not a lot of gnomes in these parts. 
nope. Arik, Arik notices that and like says that, and you can tell that there is a little bit more weight to that than they intended. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you can find me a scroll of sending, I'll make sure to let you know uh, when the next gnomish product comes in. Will do, but honestly, I also just need one. So for now, I'll go ahead and take this one. And they pick up a smaller one. Like, some of them are fairly large and ornate. This one's a little simpler. Um, uh, and suits Eric's needs and personality a little more effectively. Like a nice clay pipe of some sort? Or is it like a, a deep wood or what? I'm going with wood. Arik likes, Got it. Arik likes wooden things. Alright, and you pay, uh, let's say, one and a half gold for that. Where are you guys going now? Gong farming. Yeah. You're taking up that job, huh? Yeah, you can you tell us anything about it? Like, what is a gong? <laughs> yeah, how do you farm it? You'll figure it out. <laughs> uh, Thanks. There's, <laughs> this, it's a shitty job. It's There's a reason that they pay a lot for it. But you well, make you money. Other jobs I mean, I already have a shitty job, so. Not like this one. Sarah throws shade. That was Morlinde speaking. Oh, Morlinde throwing shade. I thought you were talking about working in a school and how much that sucks. No, I, I like I like my job. I like mine too. What do you do? Who are you talking to? <laughs> I'm talking. I'm talking to you. I'm looking right at Who you. Who am I? Well, look, if you're going to get all existential on me, we can break down and start talking philosophy. I'm only in this business because <laughs> because the Weavers wouldn't accept me. Because the Weavers won't accept you? Why was that? Because they don't have any room for, like, people that just want to think. They just, they're in the market for people that can, like, do magic and whatever. And just because I can't make stuff appear in my hands doesn't mean that I'm not a worthy per- person to study it, you know? Whatever. Oh, so you're a squib. Hey, whoa. Oh. Sorry. I don't even know what that means, but I don't appreciate it. It's not a... <laughs> Enjoy your god farming. Please leave. Thank you. On our way out, Auric whispers to Morlinde, what's a squib? Someone who can't do magic. That makes me a squib, right? Probably. Are we it's all not, squibs? It's not a bad thing. I'm not a squib. We discuss this as we walk out of the store. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if I'm so good at this talking to people thing. Also, before before I've we can... I've offended like three people. <laughs> it's noon. I think your job is talking to the spirit, so like maybe people don't have to be your strong suit. Spirit's a little more blunt. <laughs> and or... They tell it how it is. Before we get flamed by the... Uh... By the Harry Potter fandom, we do need to recognize <laughs> that that's not exactly what a squib is. A squib is a non-magic person that's born to a magical family. <laughs> is it? Is it what? It's a non-magic what? A non-magical person that's born to a magical family. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not a muggle. It's it, a person in the the realm. Right. It's the, right. It's the opposite just like, of Hermione. Oh, so the Harry Potter fans don't descend upon us. Right, because we let them come. Because the squib was misspoken or misdefined yeah. a little bit. Oh my god, let me but that's appropriate fine. her word for funsies. Let if them we come, could get sued by Bethesda and J.K. Rowling, that would be incredible. That would be quite the day. Oh my god. What a, what a great day. Oh my god, if J.K. Rowling no. sued me, oh my god. Let them tweet this at her. I want her. <laughs> yeah, she speaks back. Listen. She back real good. Listen, yeah, hey, audience. Those. 15 of this podcast. Eh? She'll adapt it into a novel or something. I don't know. <laughs> OMG. That would be awesome. Or maybe, uh, maybe she'll just tweet about it complaining, but then people will have to come listen. Yeah, audience, um, please tweet at JK Rowling on the Twitters uh, about how terrible our podcast is. And we keep plagiarizing her shit. How we keep plagiarizing your shit because, oh man, if we could get JK Rowling to listen to us. Um, and also to recognize that we exist. Oh, what a glorious day. Anyway, so you're walking north and eventually the uh, the cityscape buildings leave and you pass beneath the Paramount Arch. Uh, 
you cross over the trader's path, which at this point is, um, I don't know, probably probably 70 feet wide paved. Uh, it's a big road right here. Um, and there it's a lot of commotion, but you head out into the fields where all the carts are parked and it's muddy and gross and not shady at all. It's just trampled grass and mud just slopping at your feet. Um, and eventually you come across a trench and a, uh, a tent pitched next to the trench where you find somebody named Sama. Hi, are Sama you Sama? Sama is a, yep, yeah, Sama, is a small halfling. She goes, yes, what can I, what can I help you with? Uh, we're here for, to acquire out the ad. Oh, delightful. I'm so thankful for that. And she starts, like, handing you shovels, and uh, she starts handing you buckets, some work gloves and aprons. All right. Uh, now, if you will follow me out back, you will be paid uh, by the hour, uh, two gold per hour, as she says as you're walking, um, and one silver per bucket that you bring. So if you bring a lot of buckets, the more uh, the more gold you'll get. Um, so she she continues on walking. You come to this ditch that's behind the tent. There are all sorts of people like squatting over this ditch, uh, relieving themselves. Uh... So just we're just trying to clean all this up and. Uh, trying to get it to flow. Um, so we're going to take these to the carts over there, and then those are going to be uh, taken to uh, sold and then um, sold to the farmers, and there'll be fertilizers in the fields. Uh, really great business. We make a lot of money doing it, but uh, we count on people like you to help make it happen. So uh, let us know if you have any problems. Just want to clear. And we'll just let you go. Just want to clarify, Joe, out of character. Huh? He's scooping up poop. Yes, Steven, you, you are uh, scooping no. up poop. This... No. Nope, no. Hey, friends, it's Joe. So glad you could be here for episode number 016. Earlier today, we were recording the first few episodes of part two of this campaign arc, and it was great. There's a thematic shift that was really palpable today, and we were going to be recording another few hours tomorrow afternoon, too. All of us are stoked. Um, we wouldn't have seen the show come this far without the support of Daniel Grayling, who created all of our digital art, and Blake Bost, who wrote this original soundtrack playing behind me now. You can listen to the full overture at soundcloud.com slash blakebost. Also, thanks to Labor of Love Graphics and laboroflovegraphics.com for their help in web design. AdvantageDnd.com is a huge info source for you as we tell this story. It's got maps, location details, and info on the characters and cast. All of those characters' deets are linked to heroforge.com where you can find some custom-designed minis of um, the NPCs or sorry, <laughs> where you can find some custom-designed minis of the PCs created by the cast and me. The company, Dark Silver Forge, has agreed to offer 10% off all of their products to Advantage listeners. Their mission is to provide high-quality products for discerning role-playing gamers. And that's me, and that's you. Their die sets are incredible. Cast, zinc, alloy, the D20s in those sets are five and a half times heavier than your standard plastic die. At DarkSilverForge.com, use the code ADVANTAGEDND, no space, all caps, and receive 10% off everything on their website. Our pals at the podcast How Friends Roll are now in their third season of micro campaigns with rotating casts. Following this season, you'll also find the Switch series episode that I DM for them too. So, um, make sure and go subscribe to them now. It's a great time. You'll find them on iTunes and on Twitter at How Friends Roll. Their shows drop every Tuesday of our off week, so it's like the perfect companion. Next Tuesday, you'll also find something from us. Uh, remember that mailback episode? We're finally going to get it out to you. 
you can expect that in your feed a week from today. It's a hefty chunk of audio. The cast and I are super thankful for everybody who sent in questions and left us iTunes ratings. It was a lot of fun to record. Of course, you don't have to wait until we're planning on a mailbag to send us questions. We will take and answer them, for the most part, any other time, too. Our handles on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr are all at AdvantageDND. The email we use is AdvantageDND at gmail.com. We love the show, and we love making friends with our audience. And now let's get back to the show. Thank you. Whose idea was what, this again what, what originally? What does this have to do with gongs? <laughs> Maybe it's a slang word for poop. Sama has already left. Uh... <laughs> well, says uh... Ari, and starts scooping. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Not to be outdone, Grimpton is also gonna <laughs> charge into the fray. <laughs> Um. well hurry up you two poop's not gonna scoop itself (laughs) Uh. Mm -hmm. Joe I would like to come on you've never had a shit job (laughs) (laughs) Joe I would like to use the unseen servant and have him Double shit. <laughs> I love it. Um, can you read the spell description for Unseen Servant, Zach? Yeah. Creates an invisible, mindless, shapeless force that performs simple tasks at my command until the spell ends. Sounds perfect. How long does the spell last? About an hour. Awesome. You have an hour of having this Unseen Servant scoop poo for you. <laughs> cool. Do the other three of you uh, last an hour scooping poop? Um... I would have to imagine so. Yeah, I, Arik, like, it's obviously horribly disgusting, but honestly, being mobile and, like, doing something, like, the smell kind of, like, deadens your nose entirely after a little bit, and then uh-huh. there's just, like, the manual labor kind of gives them time to, like, be in their own headspace for a little while. What do I roll to see how many buckets of poop I <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Um, give me a constitution roll no an endurance check to see how many buckets you, you you're able to scoop over we'll say we'll say two hours no we'll say we'll say one hour for um for the entirety of that spell and how many you scoop for this hour what's the what's the uh check you wanted us to roll an endurance check i don't think it exists no, probably not endurance exists and in... i'm sorry i'm not just sorry i'm still in fourth edition What's the equivalent for endurance? How about survival. Athletics. Nature. Yeah, we're, we're going for Nature? some physical stuff. I mean, you could just Give do me... like a Constitution saving throw. No, that's that's going to be for something else. Oh. Okay. Um. So we're going to do a Constitution uh... check. So go ahead and roll a d20 and add your Constitution modifier on it. I am at seventeen. Five. All right, I'm definitely um, imagining a comical scene where your leg gets stuck in the boot yeah. and like you can't get it out. Your fake leg. Absolutely. <laughs> like it comes off. And I like, rolled oh, no. a fifteen, so I guess that's not terrible. Uh, Alaris, go ahead and roll yours with advantage and um, add your Arcana modifier on it. I got a net twenty. Oh Perfect. my god. So after one hour, you each have that many buckets of poop uh, shipped over to the cart. Um, give me a constitution saving throw, each of you. You're trying to beat uh, 14, let's say. I did not beat 14. I got a nap one. <laughs> yeah, I, I also got a four. That's a nine. I rolled the highest. I rolled ten. Each and every one of you just 
can't stop gagging. Uh, Alaris especially, even though you're not like in the trench and you're just kind of like sitting there watching, just being in the presence of seeing uh, your th- your three friends scooping poo and this one like floating shovel scooping the poo, uh, gong farming, and then also being in the presence of a uh, multitude of people coming over and pissing right there uh as as you in in your presence as you watched it's just really getting to you man um how many how many silver and per bucket you got one silver per bucket and you were there for uh one hour or presumably there for one hour so uh that's two gold plus all the silver and i guess at the at the end of it she says uh are you are you reporting back to sama yeah Yes. We're done with that task for shizzle. Yeah. Yeah. With my twenty buckets. <laughs> Sam is really impressed at ULR. She's like, I am amazed about how clean you are, son. Um and the, for the other three, uh she says, I see that you didn't fare so well. I'm very sorry about that. Either way, you lasted a lot longer than many of our employees. Uh <laughs> And she dishes out gold uh, and silver as appropriate. Sorry, Grimton, Ulrich, and Morlinde, you all have disadvantage on charisma checks <laughs> for the rest of the mean? day. And Alaris, as long as you're in their company, you two have disadvantage. Um, however, you're the presumed leader. <laughs> uh, well, but because of, because of your nat twenty and uh, your beautiful arcane skills, you face no penalty. I don't know about you guys, but I need to get out of and burn these clothes, um, and then <laughs> um, probably shower. Yeah, where's the nearest bathing place? Do we bathe at the inn? Uh, or is it like a bathhouse, or yeah, let's say there's a bathhouse. Let's go to a find it immediately. Down. Yeah, I'd follow Moreland Day, like, going that way. As they're going there, I'm going to go to the, um, the Legacy's base of operation. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't see the need to take a bath at the moment, so. <laughs> it's not like I'm yeah, that's fair. covered in shit or anything. Yeah. <laughs> While there, I also uh, a bucket and just, like, put my clothes in the bucket of soapy water to soak for a while are you just chilling out naked or are you uh on your way to the laundry like like, i thought you meant like before like oh no like while yeah (laughs) (laughs) you (laughs) get to the bathhouse and are like beginning the bathing process yeah that's fine um we're going to skip over to alaris you said you were going to the legacies yep You walk up and you see a human glazier delicately installing some stained glass into a window beside the double doors to the guild hall. Just walk, just walk in. Just walk in. Okay. Uh, <laughs> a dwarven man uh, who comes up to you and says, "Hello, welcome." Hello. How's it going? What can I help you with? I'm doing fine. Uh, yes, I was um, I was wondering if it'd be possible for you guys to uh, to send a message to my mom. Uh, she she left me with a scroll of sending, but unfortunately I had to use that for other things, and I haven't been able to get a message home for a while. Do we know you or your mother? Yes, uh, my mother is uh, Marissa Marissa Geldream. Oh my goodness! Yeah, we will uh, happily take care of anything that. Uh... You and Marissa need doing. Thank you. Um, he's a he's a little bit flustered to be around in air of this uh, sort of prestige. Yeah, we'll we'll make that happen. We'll find a scroll sending and get that to you. Is there anything else that we can we can help you with here, Mister Gildream? Uh, no, I think I think we are. I think I'm okay at the moment. Um, um yeah. All right. Um, well, thank you. And 
he he comes back a, a little while later you're you're more than welcome to get like uh drinks at the bar inside the uh, sure yeah i'll, I'll, inside I'll, the I'll eat a little bit yeah uh and everything's totally paid for here um and he, he comes back and he said this is uh this is the spell school you asked for awesome um is there anything else that we can do uh what, what brings you into town uh we uh i was, I was a part of the pandominion contingent going down to east talos and you survived. I did. Um, I actually made it all the way down to Isatalos was there when the, the fire engulfed the city. Wow. Uh, that's, that's tragic. What what was your duty? Were you, um, were you designing uh, in, important buildings along the way? Were you in, in charge of, like, the, the survey crew? Uh, no, I, um, I, was just, I was just translating. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Not a normal legacy position, but uh, fascinating. Yeah. Yeah, uh, serious. I just wanted to <laughs> more more take it easy this time. Are you are you in the legacies? Uh, no, my mom just is. Um, Interesting. Uh, but I, but I, am a, there. Um, I am a transmutation mage, and am planning on maybe potentially pursuing things of this nature in the future. Ah, so you're with the weavers then, I assume. Correct. Interesting. Okay. Uh, l- let us know. Take. Feel free to again like peruse our facilities. Uh, if you need anything, let me know. Uh, my name's Brenda. It's a pleasure. Pleasure to meet you. Shakes your hand. Yep. yep. Feel free to holly and walks away. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well. What are you sending to your mom, Elias? Uh, I'm just gonna send her like. Hey, mom. Um, sorry, I haven't been able to check in for a while. Uh, I'm sure you've heard the news um, of what happened in East Talos. I'm okay. Um, I know you probably are worried, but I'm I'm doing good. I made some friends, and we are currently in Havenmere. Uh, just met. What was? Uh... I feel like you've definitely capped over your oh, you're right. 25 you're words. Right. <laughs> Fine, simple. Hey, mom. Okay. We'll, we'll I'm, get the gist I'm okay. Of it. <laughs> yeah, get the gist of it. Yeah. I like um, to ramble some, you know. <laughs> basically, it, it just cuts off mid sentence. Alaris was saying all of this, and it just drifts off, and then that, the scroll goes, but he's still talking, and just. It, it cuts off mid sentence yeah. somewhere. Yeah. You get the beep, the uh, the voicemail box is full. Right. <laughs> you hear your, your mother's voice. She says, Alaris, so glad to hear from you. I was. I was terribly worried um let us let me or any of the legacies down there know if uh if we can be of any assistance um you should have all of my resources available to you down there uh if you're in haven mirror uh in about a week i can make my way down there and we can meet up uh Hmm. write me soon bye love you that was also over 25 words. Just, I'm not, I'm not going to focus on that right now. <laughs> well, I guess I'll, I'll chill there. Um, sort of taking in the free, drink some food for a little bit, and then I'll... Um, that's how I think an appropriate amount of time would have passed for them to bathe. Then I'll try to meet up with the rest of everyone. Indeed, you find uh, three naked individuals in a bathhouse. How bold of him. Washing just... their clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine, like... And they, they, they are not the rest of your party. And location, like, not to be as big of a deal. Like, especially if bathhouses are a thing, like, public nudity yeah, like, in this context it's, is it's, more acceptable. Yeah, it's, it's not a shameful thing. It just is. Yeah. Hey, guys. By the way, all the laundry's clean. <laughs> Good. How's, how's the bath? Um... Ulrich is currently, like, floating yeah, face down was... in the water and cannot hear <laughs> I was gonna Alaris say, approach. Crimson was, like, on his back, and he's like, it's still happening. <laughs> <laughs> the, the bath is in progress. I don't want to discuss my bath, I just want to enjoy it. So eventually, when you get all uh, wrinkly and pruney, um, it's evening time, like, four or five o'clock, let's say, when you finally leave. Where are you heading? Well, I guess we ought to maybe head back to the inn and think about dinner. 
Hopefully, you can do okay. it too. Yeah. <laughs> yes, hopefully. Thank you, Grimton. Astute observation. <laughs> Good to see your wit is not as slow as you are. So you head back and think dinner. Are you going? Are you still going to the flop house and other things? Other things. What other things uh, do we think about? Sorry, flop house and other places. Oh, oh yes, that's where we were. <laughs> yeah, the hotel. Yeah, we go back, and if it's about four, I imagine we're catching like the early part of the dinner crowd. We haven't really. Like the rush hasn't happened yet, per se. All the yeah, seniors sure. that frequent the flop house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a bunch yeah. of old people. While while waiting for their food, um Arik um plays a tune lightly on their flute. It's a sort of like simple minor pentatonic melody, so like it sounds melancholy without Ooh. being like dark per se. That way folk tunes can. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Or am I just like releasing hot air? We're all music people here. Okay. Yeah. Over dinner, I would say, um, Grimton looks at Alaris and goes, say, before we head to bed, do you mind if I borrow that book you checked out? Not at all. I hand you Fantastic. the book. With full intent that, like, that night, he's going to flip over to as many of the Warforged whatevers that he can read. Mm-hmm. Good. What, what language is the book in? Uh, let's say that this one isn't Dwarven, because uh, even though it's not, like, a particularly uh, magical, uh, imbued language, it did come from uh, the Soulforgers in her dearth. So, there you go. Okay. Um, over dinner before before that, uh, I imagine like like we just spent a lot of time together. And this is the first amount of downtime. Yeah. So like instead of just sitting awkwardly while we're eating our food, I imagine there might be some conversation. Um, yeah. So I turned to Grimton actually, um, and I'm just like, Grimton, tell me about your homeland. Tell me about where you're from. Well, I'm from the kingdom of Herdearth, and... That's out west, right? Yeah, uh, from where we were, a little... Right, now it's southwest. Yes. I miss the mountains a lot sometimes, actually. There's something oddly calming in being in a place that's much more vast and grandiose than you are, you know? But I just had to get away. I couldn't live under Grace Under. Did you have any family there? Brothers, nephews, but uh, no uh, family of my own. I see. What about you, Alaris? Uh, I'm from the Azure Keep. It's uh, north, northwest of here. It's uh, one of the last cities on your um, in the Pandominion on your way to the northern trade route. Um, famous yeah, for its defense of uh, has quite a bit of quite a large military presence there, um, defending from uh, ogre attacks, right? Orc attacks. Orc attacks. But. There's a Weaver School, uh, Legacies. Um, it's basically your stereotypical Pandominion city. Yeah, but that, that's where you're from. Tell me about your home. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, you know, it's just a simple little, uh, little place. Um, my mom um, has uh, basically spent her whole life uh, making things look um super grandiose um and home is just kind of a place where everything can be a little simple um just a your little it's a little city town um home's 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 nice friends um all my teachers are there from from when I studied at the Weaver school um I miss it 
How about you, Morlinde, before you were the young oak? Tell me about your family. Eh, they just uh, collect herbs and other things from the forest and make them into medicine and sell them to people. And they used to tell us, well, they did. It's not anything special. Were you chosen as the young oak? Uh, yeah. It just, it just happened. They always choose one, and they chose me. Not necessarily sure why, still. Perhaps the spirits had purpose for you. Yeah, well, here we are. Indeed. <clears throat> How are you liking the city? Well, it's... There's lots of different people, and they're not all... Like, Isatalis was full of lots of different people, but they were... They were my kinds of different people. This is lots of different people, and they're... I just make them mad when I talk to them. So I need to work on that, I guess. I think they just have more urgency in their going about things. I think in Isatalis, everything was more laid back and everybody wasn't too worried about getting things done. I mean, like, we were going to get, you know, things done, but, like, it didn't have to be so quick. Time in Isatalis, I think, was... Uh, a little more general, perhaps, than here well, in the Well, yeah, because there's plenty of it. There's always... Well, we thought there was always plenty of time. Here's how I'm going to explain how you paid 950 US dollars uh, <laughs> to reinstate that. So you, you graduated from the Weaver's School and then like you were automatically given entry into the, uh, into the Weaver's Guild just by association, right? Um, and then because you had stopped, uh, and that's so long as you continue to pay your dues your monthly dues. When you stopped paying your monthly dues, you then were, uh, you were dropped in status from your uh, original, I am a member of this prestigious guild status and dropped down to just like normal citizen. So then when you had to, when you went to go, um, to go enter and you were asked to pay 950 gold, or sorry, 95 gold, that was paying your original membership fee that you had never paid before because had just graduated with the school plus all the things that um all the months that you had missed certainly had nothing to What'd do you with find... Joe arbitrarily selecting numbers yeah definitely not that i definitely did not just go back into my memory the night before i'm just like how the hell am i gonna explain that <laughs> but he um, does have a library card now <laughs> uh-huh it's a jail fiend <laughs> They yeah, they like tie you to the bed. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a Everybody different theme, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's a bad boy at the flop house and other places. <laughs> Things that we are glad we caught on audio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> 
Stephen, how do you feel about your your children, um, your students listening to this podcast? I mean, look, they they find worse things on the internet. I just need to like make it to where I am not making any crude jokes. <laughs> um, find the map, find the map, find the map, find the map. Be a little Dora the Explorer on you guys. Yeah, that was gross. Okay. <laughs> Do you, have a, uh, do you have a flute at your house, Stephen, that you can I give us a not. little soundbite of? I do not. But I have one at school Darn. that I could bring home. What kind of music teacher are you? Do you have a recorder? <laughs> yeah, those are fortunately all at school right now. <laughs> Hot cross buns.